everyone. Good morning. Um, God, I don't know. God instructed me to do this on Anchor instead of my um, usual voice memo. Um, And what I will be talking about today is the difference between or the, the word fear, right? False evidence appearing real. Um, and I think a lot of people, they assume when people say God fearing, I only fear God. And people are like, well, why do you say you fear God? Isn't God love? Uh, why, why should we fear God? And something that was put on my heart this morning was the difference, the differences between the fear in which we get from the devil and the fear in which we get from God. And I can explain both of them very, 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 very well um, because I've, I have multiple experiences throughout my illustrious 20 years of life, 21 years of life, excuse me. Um, so with the fear that the devil uses, it stifles one. It makes you sit or stand and ponder the two paths that you come up against when you're in this, you know, wood. You know, Robert E. Frost has a um, a poem and it says, two roads diverged in a wood and I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference. And from a child, I read that and I was always like, wow, two roads, and I'm like, I would love to take the road less traveled by because I want to make all of the difference. I want to see different scenery. I don't want to see everything that other people say that they've seen. I want to see the world in in a way in which it's new. It's different. But the fear in which, like I said, that comes from the devil, he will keep you stuck. He'll tell you all of these things that aren't even real. Because once we realize the fear that the devil keeps us in is our mouth shut, our eyes closed, and our ears not open to hear what God wants us to, to hear. Our eyes not open to what God wants us to see. And our mouths not speaking the truth. Because God says in his Ten Commandments, thou shalt not lie, right? So if we are in this fear-based, you know, mindset when dealing with the devil or dealing with evil, you know, evil spirits, because the thing is, everything is energy. God is energy, And so was the devil, right? Love is the highest frequency and that's why God is love. Shame and guilt is the lowest frequency. And that is why we have two polar opposites. We have the north and we have the south. We have the north node and the south node. The north and the south. We even have poles on our earth that the north pole and the south pole. The north pole is cold you know we say with christmas right who lives in the north pole santa what does santa usually bring joy peace love you know what i'm saying right 
it's always jolly. They're always happy. There's they're helping. Everyone works together for the for that, you know, for the whole day of Christmas to be magical for everybody that believes in Santa Claus, right? And we have the South Pole, which is known to be, you know, very warm. Um now, let me um go ahead and look up the South Pole because I don't want to say something that isn't correct. Um because I want to be a hundred percent, a hundred percent um sure. Um why can't we go to the South Pole? Due to the harsh conditions, extreme weather, and no permanent population on the continent there. I mean, on the continent, there are no regular passenger flights to Antarctica. See, so North Pole, right? So the North Pole, so the South Pole is where Antarctica is, right? And that is a continent within itself, but a lot of people do not inhabit the, the South Pole. Um, but the North Pole, let's look at the North, the North Pole, the North Pole. Now, Can, can can we go to the North Pole? It's only possible to travel to the North Pole by ship during June and July. Outside of these months, you can consider traveling by plane or helicopter or by hauled sled route, right? So they're still saying, scientists still say, you can go, you can go to the North Pole. The North Pole is good to go to. I mean, it's best to travel these three, these two months from June to July but you can still go. While as when we look up the South Pole, a lot of people go to the South Pole, but people don't inhabit the South Pole. People can't stay there for long. And if people do stay, they're only there for research. They're only there to build, you know, a to build a fact out of a theory that they've made, right? So now getting off of the South and North Pole, because it has nothing to really do about what I'm saying. Um it's more so of the the um the differences between the fear of God and the fear of the devil. So like I said, the fear of the devil will stifle you. The the devil will like um an astute high schooler um he told me a fable that he made and his um it was beautiful. It was about a person traveling on their path and while they're traveling on their path a fox comes along their path and asks to walk with them. And while the fox is walking with them, the fox tells them that you eventually will come up on this road and it will diverge into two roads. And you're going to have to choose which one to go. Um, but on the ends of each of those roads are wolves waiting to eat you. And the person, they're just walking. You know, you can think of this person as you. Um this person, they're walking, and then eventually they're like, no, that's a lie. Like, that's a lie. Um, and the thing is, the devil will always mix a little truth with the lie that he's going to give you because he knows that you're going to come up on the, he knows you're going to come up on the road. 
He knows you're going to come up to the plan that God instructed for you because it is written, maktub. It is already written before you even go. Your steps are already, they were already taken before you. All you had to do was just follow. You lead, I'll follow. Your hand holds mine tomorrow. Your grip, your touch, you know the way you guide me tenderly. Yeah, yeah. You lead, I'll follow. Just like the way you now go. Cause I know what you got for me. It's more than I can see. So lead me on by Jamie Grace. You got to check her out because that girl is good. That woman is a, is great. That woman is great. Um, but yeah, uh, the devil will always mix a little truth in the lie. But one thing that God does, he'll, he'll, he'll tell you a joke, but he'll never tell you a lie. God God is not a God is not a God that he should lie. So if it came out of his mouth and it fell onto your ears, best believe that it will come to pass. Now, God is not a God to tell you his timing because the thing is, God's time one day in heaven is will be could be 10 days on earth. One day in heaven can be 10 days on earth. So, You're walking on this path and you finally come up to this road and you're like, damn, that fox was right. And the fox is looking at you like, yeah, I am right. And you're like, damn, if I go down each of these roads, I'm going to get eaten. Right? So you're, you're pondering, you're thinking, you're stuck. The devil loves to keep you stuck because the moment you move he cannot do anything to you because the move, the motion of the movement is faith. And God said, I only need you to have a mustard seed of faith. If you have a mustard seed of faith. And look, I looked up mustard seeds. The seeds are usually about one to two millimeters in diameter. He didn't even say, so he didn't say an inch. He did not say a yard. These seeds aren't huge. He could have used pumpkin seeds. He said, he could have said, oh, you, you just have to have the faith of a pumpkin seed. Because you know, pumpkin seeds are big. God said all you needed to have was the faith of a mustard seed. The mustard seed was the smallest seed, but it grew into a huge plant. This is Mark's third parable of growth. In this parable, Jesus teaches that although the kingdom of God started small, with Jesus and his disciples, it would grow and spread across the world to unlimited numbers of followers. God said, 
All you had to do was take that first step. Because after that first step, you will realize that nothing was going to harm you because I'm with you always. God said, I am with you always. God said, I have never left. Matthew verse, I mean, chapter 28, verse 20. And we're going to go to the King James Version. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, we're going to read it from the, the message. That's another um, form of interpretation of the Bible. It says from, this is Matthew, ver, I mean, chapter 28, verse 19 through 20. Jesus undeterred went right ahead and gave his charge god authorized and commanded me to commission you go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life marking them by baptism in the threefold name father son and holy spirit what did i say the three three then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I am with you as you do this day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. So all we have to do is step out on a, God didn't say a lot of faith. God didn't say a, a grandiose amount of faith. God didn't say you had to be, you have to uh, proclaim my love for you the moment that you accept me into your life. God just said a mustard seed, one to two millimeters in diameter. Let me look up some. Let me just, let me, because I don't know if y'all understand how small a mustard seed is. Let me look up a one to two millimeter. What's, what's one to two millimeters? You know, so one to two millimeters is negative 0.001 meters, right? So it's not, come on, look, but let me see. Let me see. Comparison. Let's look up a comparison. Okay. What what else is one to two millimeters? What is one to two millimeters? So I can so I can well they're not really giving me what I want. But let's see. Okay, let's do this. A one to two millimeter reference. A one millimeter reference. Okay. 
Okay, so we're looking at one to two millimeters, right? Let me just let you know a bullet is about 3.2, right? So if a bullet is about 3.2, let's say an eraser, you know those erasers that you put on the, on the top of your pencils is about one to two millimeters. You only have to have that much faith for God to, to, to move in your life. So back to what I was saying. The devil will say, stay here. It's comfortable. You know this. Why would you leave this? Why, why, don't, don't walk. Why, would you, why are you walking? Wait. Why don't, just sit. See, the thing is the devil will make you sit somewhere where God told you to stand and walk. God said, Jesus said, get up and collect your mats. Do not, you don't need to sit no more. You do not need to sit no more. Get up and collect your mats. You don't need to sit. You don't need to sit. John chapter five, verse eight, God, well, Jesus says, then Jesus, the Bible says, then Jesus said, get up, pick up your mat and walk. What is faith? Faith is seeing the darkness. Faith is seeing the light when all your eyes See is darkness. Faith is the walk. Mm. Faith is the walk. I looked up the definition of faith on Microsoft Bing and it says, first of all, faith is a noun. So now let's look up, you know, since we into grammar and everything, what is a noun? A noun is Used to identify any of a class of people, places, or things, or to name a particular one of them, which is a proper noun, right? Faith is a noun, and it says it's the complete trust or confidence in someone or something. The second definition, strong belief in God or in the doctrines of religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than Proof. Faith is seeing the light when all your eyes see is darkness. Faith is the walk. The moment you pick up your mat and walk, or you, that man didn't have to even. Get up. Let's let's really go back and let's let's look at John chapter five. Let's go to John chapter five. Actually, let's let's read it 
because the man had a choice to stay where he was, to stay where he knew, or to get up and be new, okay? John 5 says, now I'm going to read, I'm going to read to from, from verse 1 all the way to verse 14. Come with me on this journey. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which is a ramic and called. I don't want to pronounce it wrong, so I'm going to go and look it up and get it pronounced correctly, because let me I don't want to say it wrong. I can't. I cannot. I think I know what it is, but let me just hear it. We are looking at how to pronounce the name of this American video game publisher, as well as how to say more tech-related names. How do you go about pronouncing this one? Bethesda. Bethesda, right. So it says, there was a pool called Bethesda in which surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. Three, three, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. You gotta look. God doesn't say a thing without it meaning a thing. The numbers, what he said, what he instructed people to write, all adds up. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied. First of all, let me just stop you there. Did they even give this man a name? They called him the invalid. They called him... They, they didn't even give these people names. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. But let's keep going. I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked the the day on which this took place was the sabbath and so the jewish leader said to the man who had been healed it is the sabbath the lord forbids you to carry your mat the law sorry not the lord the law but he replied the the man who made me well said to me pick up your mat and walk I don't know if y'all caught that, but the but Jesus came here 
to set the shit straight. They said the law forbids you to carry your mat. But the man didn't, didn't, didn't say, okay, let me put my mat down. He said, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mats and walk. Meaning that if we constantly keep going, we going by the law that these People, these Jewish leaders, these leaders, these people of authority tell you to do, you will miss your blessing. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick up, pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. The thing with Jesus, Jesus does not need an applause to set shit straight when the devil wants to keep you seating for 38 years. The devil will keep you in a place for so long that you'll be comfortable. The devil will keep you in a place where people, he'll let you miss your blessings. People will go in before you. The devil will make you miss out on things that was supposed to be set for you. But when the, but when the sun came to the earth, when the sun came, he shed light on all the dark entities, dark laws, dark prophecies, dark lies that people said were light truths. No, the man who was healed had no idea who it was for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. God doesn't need an applause because mm, Jesus slipped away from the crowd. But who did the, 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 the Jewish leaders see? God will, God is within us. So Jesus, all he had to do was speak life into the man. And now that man was a part of him. So Jesus didn't need to be there because Jesus was seen through him because there was a miracle. Mm. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. Because God, Jesus, God comes back around. Because you may think, oh my God, somebody blessed me. I, I didn't even know who they were. I wish I know. I wish I knew. I wish I, you'll see him again. Because <laughs> later Jesus found him. The man who was healed had no idea who it was. So you, hmm, you, 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 you telling me this man was sitting there, had no, 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 no idea he was going to get his healing. Then he got healed by a man that he didn't even know. And then the man 
came back to him, found him because he knew who he was. God knows who we are. It didn't say that the the man found Jesus because he felt that he knew his energy and he went up to him and said, were you the man who healed me? And he said, yes, I was. No. Jesus found him. Where? At the temple. Jesus found him at the holy place. You got to think. That man was sitting there for 38 years. Jesus said, pick up your mat and walked. And the next place we see this man is at a temple. And at that temple, he is met with his healer. At that temple, he is met with his healer. The the, the leaders didn't understand. Jesus gave him clarity because then the man went away and told the leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. Mm, 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 mm. All it takes is faith. Faith without works is dead but no one said that the work has to be strenuous all you have to do all you have to do is trust me with the mustard seed all you have to do is trust me with the mustard seed and I And I will show you how much you can grow. Some people thought, see, some people thought, look, the the leaders thought they were right. How can they work on the Sabbath? How, who could do miracles on a Sabbath? Well, look. People was waiting for the healing in the pool, not knowing Jesus was the healer that walked to the pool. He was waiting to get into a pool when Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? What does the man say? I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. God will always come to you when no one else when everyone else turned their back on you when the people you trusted to get you in a pool they went ahead of you because they felt that they needed a blessing more important than yours i have no one to help me i have no one to help me Get up. Help yourself with my strength so that they can see me through you. That's when you have to realize our mouths are 
magic. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. There's a choice that the man had. To sit where he was and to wait for someone else to help him because he didn't even know Jesus. This was just a man that just came by and had a conversation with him. Or the choice to do something different and to believe. See, the only reason why it worked was because the man believed that he could be cured. Do you want to get well? But the thing was, the man could have been disrespectful to Jesus. He could have been like, leave me alone. But what did the man, he recognized. He said, sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. Jesus said, I'm the water that is stirred. I am the water. I am the way. I am the water. God said, when Jesus said the same thing to the woman at the well. God is the water. The man said, I have no one to help me when the water is stirred. But Jesus said, I am the one. I am the living water that will stir this world because I will awaken it to see the real truth. Revelations chapter 21, 6. And he said unto me, it is done. Maktub. I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. And floods upon, upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed. And my blessings upon thy offering. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed. All it takes is a mustard seed of faith. And the Holy Spirit will come into your life. John chapter four, verse chapter four, verse 14. But whoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39. In the last day, the great day of the feast, harvest season. Come on, come on, somebody. It's harvest season. Come on, somebody. 
In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth in, on me, as the scripture hath said out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the spirit, which they, which they that believe on him shall receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. He that believeth in me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that is why. I am here today, the proud and faithful owner of the Yoni by Nyjah. Because out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Only if we go and continue to go to the source and drink. God's fear is the fear that will light a fire under your ass. He will make you move. The devil will keep you stuck. God will put something in your spirit. And if you do not follow it, what did, what? Come on, somebody. When the man was at the well, when the, sorry, the man was at the pool, and he got healed and, got, and Jesus found him in the temple. Jesus said unto him. Do not sin. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Let me tell you somebody. I didn't even I didn't even finish telling you the 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 fable that the boy that I told you about, the high schooler, the genius, he was a stalwart, sour. The fox told the little boy, you know, let's say the person on the path, that's you. Fox told him, you got up to your path. Now the, the boy was pondering. The the girl, let's put it, put you in there. You're pondering, you're pondering, and bam! The fox wound up eating you. The devil will keep you so confused and so much in your comfortable place that you don't even know that he's feeding off of you so that he can have longer life. The only way the devil can come into your life is if you seek something else but God. God, God's fear that he places in us 
is more so of I respect you because I know where I came from and I don't want to go back there. And if I don't take heed to your words, if I don't stop sinning, something worse may happen to me. Something worse may happen to me if I don't follow your will in your way. Not my will be done. Come on, some. Come on, somebody. And and if you guys never listened to the 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 song Refiner by Maverick City Music, I tell you, go listen to that shit. Go listen to it. It is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. And I'll play it. I'll play it before we get off. But keep Bible verse for what I just said. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Mark Chapter 14, 36, verse 36, it says, and he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible from you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, yet not what I will, but what you will. Not my will, but yours be done. Jesus was about, look, let, let, come on. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21 states, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Jesus was about to undergo the most difficult struggle of his life, the crucifixion. Not only was Christ facing one of the most painful and disgraceful punishments, the death on the cross, he was dreading something even worse. God, Jesus would be forsaken by the Father. Matthew 27 verse 46. And we'll we'll go to that Bible verse too. As he took on sin and death for us. What did Jesus say? The Bible says Jesus was in agony. We sense the intense conflict in Jesus' prayer as his sweat contained great droplets of blood, according to Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Even Jesus had struggles. So what the, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are if you think that you're not going to struggle and say that you're going to be for God? I have another verse for you. But this, we're going to go ahead. It says, he asked his father to remove the cup of suffering. Then he surrendered, not my will, but yours be done. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. He asked God to remove the suffering, but then he surrendered to it. Because the healing was mandatory. Jesus needed to heal the world through God needed to heal the world through Jesus. Not my will, but yours be done. (sighs) 
Jesus not only prayed in submission to God, he lived that way. In John verse six, I mean, chapter six, verse 38, for I have come down from earth, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. For I have come down from earth, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And then Jesus gave the disciples a pattern of prayer. He taught them to pray for God's sovereign rule. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm going to leave you guys with this. I'm going to leave you guys with the prayer. And I'm going to leave you guys with this message. And anything within. Anything within. Um, okay. Anything within. Um, anything that I said that you may not fully understand. Go and ask God about it. I have no problem. I have no problem because I know what what has come from me is flowing from God because not my will, but God's will be done. So I leave you with this, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As it is in earth, I mean, as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Ashe. Namaste. I love myself, I love my creator, and I love you.